When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Towards the goal line. The Buccaneers terrorizing the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Two third quarter touchdowns gives the Ravens their first lead of the night. Not where we want to be, but, you know, we haven't earned it. You know, I think we've struggled pretty much at everything. The Ravens beat the Buccaneers 27-22. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and you can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Good morning, Jay. What's up, Maximus? So uh, you haven't been sleeping very much. Nobody's been sleeping. No, me neither. But at least I don't have a newborn in the house on top of the World Series going on. We got football going on. We got basketball going on. Mm -hmm. It's a sweet spot in life. And Tom Brady and LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers, the biggest names in the games, Kevin Durant, all these guys keep losing. One good thing about when the Thursday night matchup is no good is you get more sleep. <laughs> it was hard. It was, actually, it, was a, it was a good game. It was a good. I'm saying it has it. Last three weeks were no good. Yeah. Going in, it's like, ah, but all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the greatest player who ever lived is playing the most dynamic player <laughs> who ever lived at the position, basically. And both of them were kind of they were the backs against the wall for the season, right? Ravens, Ravens, Bucks. Both of them pretty much had their backs against the wall. But it is the Ravens who uh, pull it out. 22, what was it? Final was 22-17? 27-22, sorry. 27-22. If it was up on the screen, I would have told you. But 27-22 was the the final. It's just like Tom Brady. Look, man. So last night before the game, I'm talking to one of my really good friends who played in the the NFL for 15 years, and we were talking about the impact of, you know, having Bruce Arians back on the sidelines, potentially – for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks because their offense looks stagnant. There are a lot of questions. Obviously, last night seeing you know Mike Evans and Tom Brady not be able to get on the same page, right? Uh, seeing Byron Leftwich not having too many wrinkles, even though the O-line is depleted. And when you realize that two years ago, they threw 11 touchdown passes to tight ends. The year before that, 11 touchdown passes to tight ends. And them not having one touchdown pass this season to a tight end and Cameron Brait being out, there are a lot of holes with Tom Brady. There are a lot of holes with this Bucks team overall. They are, I mean, we have the Panthers. The Panthers are actually playing in a pivotal game against the Falcons for first place in the division. And they're, they're sellers. P.J. Walker versus Marcus Mariota for first place in the division. Think about that for a second. The Panthers are sellers. You know when you it's decide crazy. to become a seller when you're like, okay, we got to pass on this season. Let's let's get set up, you know, going forward. They're sellers and they're and they're vying for first place. They are. But I do want to tell you last night though, Lamar Jackson that game looked clean. 
right? It looked clean. You talk about rushing. He gave you, you know, only 43 rushing yards, but still, I mean, he threw for two touchdowns. Like, they came alive. In the first half, they were throwing the ball a ton. And you heard him game talk about they were in man. They were in a lot of zone. They changed the scheme, him and Greg Roman, you know, going into the second half. You start talking about Gus Edwards and company, King and Drake. They start punishing the ball on the ground, and that's how they won the game. But – he didn't make any errors down the stretch, and that's what you want to see from your leader. That, especially what's been going on with Lamar recently. He looks like he's been pressing a little bit because they've been – look, last year Lamar was, was – I've never seen a team that ravaged by injury, carried by one player the way Lamar was carrying the Ravens last year for a big chunk of that season. And given that, given his contract situation, and given the fact that I assumed better health this year, I thought, you know what? Ravens going to win the Super Bowl. This dude is like, he's entering his prime now, Lamar. People forget how young he is. He's three weeks younger than Joe Burrow. This year, he's made some curious decisions in the fourth quarter in a lot of games, which is why they're the only team, the Ravens, other than the Bills, who've enjoyed a, going into last night, who enjoyed a double-digit lead at some point in every single game. But the Bills only have the one loss, and the Ravens have a handful because Lamar was making bad fourth-quarter decisions. So really, when you point out... Two out of the three losses. Two out of three losses. Yeah, but the last two. Yeah, last right? two. Okay. But, last so, two. but that's a lot, though. So this it's early the, in the season. Yes, I mean... It's, no, it's, it is, it's, Jay. Is, is it a difference. lot? Well, if they're he five and three, they're at the top of the division but right if he now, along with the Bengals. But if he doesn't make those mistakes, they're right there with the Bills. Yeah, I understand, but not every team's going to be perfect. Not every team. Like, well, I, I get it hasn't looked great. Or wait, are you getting bogged down now in the fact that Lamar wasn't? He was making fourth quarter mistakes. No, I, I understand that, but what I'm saying is there's still a lot of upside. Those games were early in the season. Yes, yes. of course. But that's that's what I'm saying. You that, why? Which is why you identified that. He played like he didn't make mistakes late in the game, right? Mm-hmm. The likely touchdown pass at the back of the end zone was a spectacular play, really. When you consider where he wanted to go with the ball, where the pressure was coming from, how many his progression was his third his third read, but and and hits a guy with a laser beam in the back of the end zone through traffic. That was a spectacular play. But it's the mistakes he didn't make late in the game that allowed the Ravens really to win, in spite of the fact. That Jay, throughout the game, they come in a little shorthanded one after another. His biggest offensive weapons are dropping like flies, and he's still got it done. Look, at the end of the day, I think Lamar Jackson and company are going to be there. Defense looked better last night. It's continued to progress in the right direction. And also, as a Giants fan, let's remember, like, Wink Martindale was there for a very long time. So we, you know, we talk about the Pats, and we talk about, hey, well, you know, they have a new OC, and you know a lot of their offensive scheming has changed. Like, well, that's the same for Baltimore in that defense already being depleted, and and now trying to revamp around that. So I think they are trending in the right direction. It's not going to happen overnight. And as we talk about, even that game in Miami, like I don't put that. That's not a Lamar Jackson. He did his job. Yeah, the like, defense. Like, the no, that's defense a great lost. point so, like, about there, there other, It's not just all falling on Lamar Jackson for him making poor fourth quarter decisions. You know, it, well, it's it, lot, it is. It, it falls on him because the reason the Giants he made game, yes. the reason he it. made those decisions. It seems to me, some people are pointing to the contract. Maybe that plays a role, but it seems to me he has to do. He needs to do everything to That's get the always team been to win. The case, so Max, it was. It's been especially pronounced the last two seasons Agreed. because of injury. Okay, and I think you bring up a great point with Wink. It's one thing if your defensive coordinator leaves, goes somewhere else, not having success. You're like, well. 
Wink's having a ton of success with the Giants. So now you got to adjust to a new defensive coordinator, and we could see the defense collapsing late in games, but there's an adjustment period. Then they start to get it together, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, seems to be what's happening. So I have a question for you, Max. Yeah. Considering Jamar Chase being out four to six weeks now for the Bengals, yep. you talk about Joe Burrow and this run that they have with Lamar Jackson. Who do you think is in better position to win a division? They're the, it's exactly the same as when this season started. It, come on, let's, let's sober analysis says the Steelers weren't going to win a division. The uh, Browns weren't going to win the division because they didn't get the show until late in the season. Mm-hmm. It was going to come down to the Ravens because of two things. Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh. You got a great quarterback and a great coach together. They're usually in the mix. And the Bengals, who came one play away from winning the Super Bowl last year because they are loaded. And it's right. By the way, I, I picked the Ravens as my Super Bowl pick before the season. You're for some of the with reasons it? we just discussed. I am, I'm not off it yet. Um, the Bengals have a whole lot. Like, you lose Jamar Chase for four to six weeks to that hip injury. And still, you got T. Higgins, who Key is running around talking about that's your number one that the Giants and a lot of teams should be looking for. He's 23 years old. He's six foot four. He has number one receiver skills, right? And Tyler Boyd, who, by the way, you look at, I looked up Tyler Boyd's numbers, Jay. In 14 and 15 games a couple of years ago, he was over 1,000 yards receiving. Hmm. So if this dude plays 17 games as your number one, let's just say he did, that's a 1,400 yard. That's like that, that's their number three wide out. That's their number three receiver. And they got a tight end. They have and they got a running back. They got a whole lot in Cincinnati. So I can't count them out, but it just feels to me like if the Ravens can stay healthy, it, it's Lamar's year. Well, it's a lot a lot of health is for a lot of teams, right? But I will say there is something to be said about always being ready. Like I, I've heard NBA veterans say that all the time. Inevitably somebody will get hurt. And now this is a moment for T. Higgins to prove that he can be a number one wide receiver option. You're right. And the league will be watching. The league, everybody's watching now. They're going to pay Jamar Chase. Believe that. And is there going to be enough money left on Cincinnati to also pay T. Higgins? Get your money. Or do they draft the guy and move on from Higgins? And he would be a very hot commodity on the free agent market, particularly if he balls right now. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Was Dan Orlovsky right earlier this week? When he said the Bucks are done. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN radio everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Tom Brady should have stayed his ass at home. Just his body language and how he looked at the podium, guy who looks somewhat defeated. We just have not played well. It doesn't matter if you don't execute your job well, then it doesn't matter who's on the other side. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by the great Sam Acho, or as he is lovingly referred to, Sacho. <laughs> ESPN football analyst. What's up, Sacho? How you what doing? Up? What up, Sam? What up? This is your entry music? No, nah, this ain't my joke. I'm rocking with it, though. I rock with it. It's well, a vibe. This should be it's good. A vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's, it's a vibe. Good vibe. Early entry morning, music. chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? First things first, Sam Acho. Let's yeah. Yeah. Go on. Stop it. I stopped no, it. I was ready for it. <laughs> you know, Max, Max, Max got some, some bars in him. My brother did. I, I don't, you know, like yeah. I was, you find someone like me on every corner in New York. <laughs> nah, right? don't but, let Yeah, him, yeah, no, I was all right. I was like, I hold my own, but nothing special. Nothing special. My brother. Woo. Woo. Dan Orlovsky was on this show a couple a week ago, yeah. spitting fire though. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky freestyled some bars. So you know what else he said? He freestyled like like you know because this game is actually a lot like the rap game in the sense that who spits the flyest, you know what, right? Yeah. yeah. Listen to Dan Orlovsky on the Bucks and where they're where they are right now in the NFL. Listen to this. This is from Monday. They're done. Okay, Tampa's done. It's the worst run game in the NFL. Worst run game in the NFL. And they do it too much. So when your run game stinks and you run the football too much, then you're into a ton of third and longs. And guess what, Tampa? You're not good enough anymore to live in that world. Like two years ago, you were good enough because you had an all-world offensive line. And you had superstars across the board. And your perimeter players were studs. Godwin was playing like a stud. Evans was playing like a stud. Your number three was Antonio Brown. Gronk was still... You're not good enough anymore. Their defense is so undisciplined, man. Mm. Four Four weeks in a row now, we've watched this defense just get gutted. So they're done. There's no way that you can trust that football team. They cannot play to the style that they are playing right now. They done? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, before last night, I think, was just a great example of, of what the formula could have been. First half. Defense playing dominant, shutting down Baltimore, a really good run team and a team that has some had some weapons before they got injured offensively. And then the, the wheels fell off, at least defensively. Because my thought is, okay, the formula could be, even if offense is struggling and all the people are saying, oh, the offensive line is injured and you know people aren't, they aren't on the same page, at least you had the defense to be able to hold down the fort. But now they're not. They gave up over 200, 200 rushing yards, I think, in the second half alone. Mm-hmm. And so this is a defense, oh, by the way, that usually these Todd Bowles coach defenses are the best number one defense against the run. So now you can't stop the run. You're not able to stop the pass. Offense isn't clicking. 
yeah, this is uh, – I mean, I, I, you know, we were talking about this yesterday on, on, on this just in. Are, are the Bucks a real legitimate Super Bowl contender? And I was like, no, nah, they're not. And yesterday, this is that before the show, but now that the before the game, now the game's but they they, they miss Gadecki, right? Like they, they yeah, miss a sure. guard. So so but Marpet, he, was, he was struggling. <laughs> Marpet retires. Yep. Jensen goes down with injury. That's what was most devastating. These are all and then, these are gonna be all the reasons why they're done. Go and ahead. then Gadecki, yep. but that's like one that's your entire interior of your line. So you can't run the ball, right? And so Dan Orlovsky brings up, and this was interesting to me, Jay. They can't run the ball, and they do it too much, so they're facing third and long too often. On the other hand, if you don't stay committed to the run, it never winds up paying any dividends later in the game, right? What do they do? Yes and no, because if you can't run the ball, don't try to. Like, if oh, I'm going to stay committed to the run, and I'm going to get one yard per carry, or, or I'm going to get a tackle for loss, it ain't worth it. Like, right. sooner or later, you got to say, you know what, maybe until some of our guys get back healthy on the interior— Maybe we will. Maybe we will. You know, use the pass game as an extension of our run game. A lot of teams do do that. Let's use the pass ex- as an extension of our run. So throw passes laterally, get two, three, four yards on first down or second down instead of a run. And so there are ways around trying to just run the ball because you have to stay committed to it. If it's not working, the run game isn't working. So there's no point in trying to stay committed to the run game when it's not working, at least early on. So I'll just go ahead and ask because obviously Todd Bowles is under fire. Byron Leftwich is under fire, too, because, granted, their O-line is depleted. But, you know, one of the things I've been seeing as a common theme, Sam, is, like, all right, where are the wrinkles in offense? Like, And they're still in games. These are winnable games. It's not like they're getting blown out. Like, is it time that maybe this team looks at bringing Bruce Arians back as a sideline coach? Can I ask, is Tom Brady under fire? Because we're putting everybody else under fire. We're putting all the, all the O-linemen and the receivers and the play calling and the head coach. But he's also been dirtying balls multiple times through multiple times during the season. And so uh, through multiple games during the season. And so if it's hard for me to hear people talk about, man, this, you know, they, they don't have chemistry and the offensive line isn't good. When you also have the quarterback who's throwing the ball in the dirt with no pressure on his in his face. You know, so I, that's I got fooled thing, by too. that once when he was on the Patriots. Like, oh, here comes the cliff. Like I said, because but it turned out to be a receiver issue, not Tom Brady. And I can still see him. Um zipping the ball in there at times, right? It's just inconsistent. That tells me it's not just he's just, old, but that nothing. Just, that's he threw the ball into traffic a couple of times where Mike Evans got some incredible three grabs. Should have been. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, there were a not lot of, those. There, it, 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 it feels and looks different. That was more the on first, Mike Evans and yes. Tom Brady. You're right. Mike, Mike Evans made a, a spectacular catch in the first half. Guys, yeah. He's throwing the ball in the dirt. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody's like, oh, there's no chemistry and there's no O-line. And that's that's fair on some plays, but other plays, I'm like, there's been times where, I don't care what position you are, but it's more highlighted at quarterback, where you see quarterbacks start to decline. Like, their arm gets, like, it, it, whether it's through injury or through wear and tear, like, we've seen that in the past. And that's, that's, that's fine. Why that's, I predicted, that that's, that's why okay. I predicted years ago, on a, in October of 2022, eventually Brady would fall off the <laughs> but cliff. But now right, you, right on schedule. No, you can't watch this and be like, oh, no, this is because they're bad offensive line. With Jamar Chase out 4-6, to six, we were talking about this. Like, Are the Ravens the favorites now in the AFC North? Is it still a two-team race? I think they're the favorites. I think they're the favorites. And that's partly because of Jamar Chase, but partly because I think they're starting to put it together. They lost Mark Andrews. They lost Bateman. And they said you, they didn't run. They ran it six times in the first half because they knew Edwards. the Tampa Bay. They, they threw the ball for they, thirty Edwards, times, right? And then they and then they still said, you know what, <sighs> Lamar Jackson, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bad read and still run for twenty five yards. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna. They called it a duo block. I'm gonna essentially run it right down the middle of your Tampa Bay defense and make you like it. 
Hmm. This is a defense that is known for stopping their whatever way. I'm gonna do it any way I want to. I'm gonna do it through the pass, through the run. I'm gonna do it through Mar Jackson, through my running backs. I'm gonna do it defensive. So yeah, I think they are the favorite. And and Max, you you predicted them to be your to be your super super. Yeah, Bowl I took them to win the Super Bowl something. because you know I mean? of Lamar. I feel like. Yeah. But but what was amazing to me, guys, is last year I was like, well, they can't be as hurt as they were last year. Yeah. He was the one on eleven last year. But then you said it, Bateman coming in already. Oh, you yeah. still got Andrew. Andrews as your alpha receiver anyway, really, yeah, tight end. And then he's out. And then you're running, oh, we got this guy. Now he's out. It's like one after another, and Lamar made spectacular plays early, and then late, as Jay pointed out, didn't make mistakes late, and so they won. Who? Oh, you mean well, last year? No, no. You're about this last this, night? Last night, he didn't turn it over. But Max, but Max, you could say he didn't make – you could look at the stat line, he didn't make mistakes – there are three balls that should have literally like right through the hands. First pass he threw, right through the hands of Marlon Humphrey. That last, mm-hmm. oh, what, Same you know, little, near interception. Little lucky. Yep. Like la- literally it was like people were running right in front of the ball. Like not even, it was very much like, hey, Jay, Will, I'm just going to throw it to you even though you're on the opposite team. Hmm. And like how does that happen? That's not bad route running. Some of it is, but some of it's not. So you can't look at the stat line and say he didn't turn. If you go, I, it's just hard for me to hear all these people talk about it's everybody else, and they don't have the uh, a left guard, and they don't have a, a wide receiver. Everyone's well, I'm talking about Lamar. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm talking about Lamar. You're talking about Lamar. Okay. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm still on Brady. Yeah, yeah, Brady. Yeah, Brady. No, I'm talking no. about Lamar. Lamar is spectacular early yeah. and didn't turn the ball no, over late, late right? Yeah. And so they oh, won because he's been turning yeah, yeah. the ball over in late. fourth quarters, and they lost because of that, right? that's true. So he's cleaned that up. Really quick, Sam, back on, on Tampa, though. Yeah. It, it, it does feel like t- what's happening to Tampa right now is what happened to Baltimore last year where they, they're just depleted. Even losing Shaq Barrett, like losing Shaq Barrett on the def- inside the ball. I mean, that's it's just injuries but and injuries and injuries. I want to get on to the Packers and Bills because we were talking about this earlier. Uh, and, you know, the Packers are trying to pull off an upset. They're 11-point dogs at Buffalo, yeah. right? And, and everyone talks about everything else that's around these guys. But I'm saying take everything away and just leave the two quarterbacks. Green Bay has always had an advantage at quarterback throughout yeah. Rodgers' whole career. I don't care who's on the other side. Rodgers better than that dude. Is Rodgers better than that dude? No, and it's not close. At Josh Allen's a better year. quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. This year, it's not close. This year, this year. But is that a polarizing? It's, that, not, it's just inter- it? See, I'm very interested in these moments where people's view of the world changes in ways that we don't really ever identify. That's when it changed. Rodgers is the back-to-back, no doubt, MVP of the NFL. Yeah, but Max, this whole In the last two seasons. This whole offseason has kind of shifted how I look at Aaron Rodgers. Why the Just the way everything went down from a leadership perspective. I get the individual stats. That's why I always come back, Sam, to the question. You could be individually great. Does that translate into team success? Not always the case. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't just – it was like the year before, the year before. There's always been off-season drama with Aaron Rodgers. But he's still the best. Yeah. And now for the first time, it was either him or Mahomes, yeah, right? Yeah, you could yeah, always yeah. say Rodgers or Mahomes. But now okay. there's a – that's as much about Josh Allen improving as it is about Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. At this moment, Josh Allen sits on top, and Rodgers is looking up at him. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. See, to me, like, think about what's happening right now. Tom Brady, he's throwing balls in the dirt. Rodgers is matching up with another quarterback who's better than him. Oh, yeah. Like, the world the is the same are, for 20 years, and then all of a sudden you wake up one morning and it's different. And everything changed. But little by little, you saw Allen, like, building towards this moment. La- little by little, last year, building towards this moment. The year before, building towards this moment. And then finally, Aaron Rodgers, whether, and that you could say because of no weapons on the outside. You could say that. You could say that. He'll be fine that. without Devontae. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, yeah. 
That's the first thing I said when everybody was like, oh, they'll be fine. They'll figure out. I mean, isn't that an indictment on Brian Gutekunst and the way they just go about doing their business as usual? Or it could be an indictment on Rodgers. Yeah, saying, I think Devontae Adams would have stayed in Green Bay if he knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to be there long term. And Aaron Rodgers seems like he's not going to be there long term, at least from what he said. And Devontae was like, let me go somewhere where I can build my career with the quarterback who's going to be here for a long time. Mm. I, bring, I blame Gutekunst for that too, though, because this all was precipitated. It all started when they were knocking on the Super Bowl door, and instead of putting them over the top, they tried to be cute. You know, let's draft his replacement. You're spending your first-round pick Franchise to replace that him. dude? How about get, getting yourself over the top? And since then, they've been chasing that, right? And then they lose Devontae on top of that. Aaron Rodgers is not putting them in that position if they would have gotten him some help back then. That's true, but nobody knew he was going to go be a back-to-back MVP no, that's the right. last two years. It's like they're trying to think for the be- what's best for the Packers. And they made it, and in retrospect, they yeah. messed it up. In retrospect, right? But it's a, it's a, it's a bet I think that you'd be willing to take. Sam Ocho is in studio today. Does that mean I get you in studio for uh, this, Justin? You have places to go and people to see. See this? <laughs> You're not going to stick around six hours until the show? I would love to. Yeah, he's got to be you? back in he's Bristol. He's got to be in Bristol. I really would. I really would. He's got to be back in Bristol. Bristol. No, Sam's 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 Mac, Mac yeah, I know. I always love it when Sam's in studio. Jay, forget it. He's taking You never invite me to studio. Jay's never been in studio. By the way, never done the show one time in studio. You invite me to studio the day of. Hey, by the way, uh, you know, you mind if you come in today? I'm is like, oh, somebody canceled. Somebody it sounds like you. a good Sam, watch this. Rogers. Watch this. Jay, I would like you in studio. See, not At some point in the next month, you can choose the day. Perfect. I give him a month where he can choose a day. Let's see if that happens. He just, You're the worst he just friend of all time. You just say <laughs> you yes. Know. You don't want to be on the show? No, no. He's no. got a newborn. He's up at four in the morning. Come on. All right. Look, that is the great Sam Acho, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You'll be seeing him all over ESPN today. Tune into a football doubleheader Sunday as the Vikings host the Cardinals, followed by Commanders at Colts. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Which college football team is on upset alert this week? Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst, joins us from Jackson State, which is the location for college game day this week. Morning, Harry. How excited are you to be at Jackson State for college game day this weekend? I'm excited, especially, you know, it being at HBCU and game day, being able to be here at Jackson State, man, giving these kids uh, something else to be excited about. But I'm just proud of the job that Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, has done down here. Uh, this team defensively, uh, top in the swag right now, doing great things. His son at the quarterback position uh, is doing amazing things. So we're all excited to be here at Jackson State at HBCU this weekend. Looking forward to tomorrow. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, which college football team is on upset alert this week? Uh, Justin Hansen tweets, Utah. I got a feeling Cam Ersing might not be able to go, and they might be down to their top two running backs and – lose the best tight end in the country mid-game. Uh, this Mayhem moment is brought to you by Allstate. Protect yourself from mayhem and save money by switching to Allstate. Justin is the best fan of the month brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Harry, which team do you think should be on upset alert this week? I actually have two of them, and the first one I'm going to go with is the University of Tennessee. And that's because mm. everything is going right for them at the moment. Uh, they're having a blackout game this weekend in Knoxville against the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, when I look at Kentucky, you look at the quarterback position, Will Levis, a guy, him and Hendon Hooker going up against one another. 
both of those guys have made cases to be first-round draft picks in next year's NFL draft. But it's one of those things where Tennessee next week, you had the top three showdown with University of Georgia. Aren't those guys going to be looking ahead? At the same time, you look at uh, Kentucky and how they've been playing defensively. Chris Rodriguez is back running the football the last three games since he's been back, averaging 131 yards per carry and has three touchdowns. So uh, you can't overlook this game if you're the University of Tennessee because Georgia's on the schedule next week. You've got a hell of your business in your blackout game. And then the second one I have is TCU. TCU playing against the West Virginia Mountaineers. They haven't beaten West Virginia the last four years. And West Virginia just ha- has had their number. Max Duggan, their quarterback, uh, he, he's been there three years. He hasn't beaten the Mountaineers. So looking forward to this game and seeing if TCU can handle their business and move along in the rankings. HD, go ahead and tell me, who is the best team in college football right now? Is it my Buckeyes or are you going to tell me it's the Bulldogs? I'm going to go with the most complete team in college football right now is Ohio State. And I think when you look at them, we all know what they're, what they're going to be able to do offensively. I think Jim knows coming over from Oklahoma State being a defensive coordinator and having the Buckeyes ranked in top 10 in just about every category. That's the biggest difference from 2021 and 2021 up to 22 up to this point right now is that defense and doing a multiplicity of different things, showing different looks. Uh, but those guys are just playing with a different energy, and it's showing because of a new defensive coordinator. But I'll tell you this, the University of Tennessee, man, is no slouch. Mm. I was able to watch that game against Alabama on the field, up close and in person, and Hendon Hooker is the real deal. And they haven't even been playing with, with their number one wide receiver, Cedric Tillman. He's been out. So their other receiver, Jalen Hyatt, he stepped up tremendously. Uh, but I, I'm really waiting for that showdown next week against Georgia. Uh, make sure Tennessee don't look ahead. They play Kentucky this week. But that next, the next week's showdown, it's going to tell me everything I really do need to know about Tennessee. So I have Tennessee right on their heels. All right, just you and Jay just mentioned the Bulldogs. Um, tune in for college football action tomorrow, guys, as Georgia battles Florida, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Who's the best team we're not talking about, Harry? For me, I think it's TCU. Uh, a lot of people are just discrediting them right now and just throwing Clemson ahead of them. But what they don't understand is that TCU the last four weeks has beaten four top 25 opponents. And that's something to be said about. Their quarterback, Max Duggan, under Sonny Dykes. And we got to remember now, Sonny Dykes, uh, when he was at Texas Tech, he coached Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, Graham Harrell. Um, what's, that, what's the head coach in Arizona, right? Cliff Kingsbury. When he was at uh, Arizona, he coached Rod Gronkowski, and then he coached Jared Goff when he was at Cal. So the system that Sonny Dykes run, runs at TCU is proven. He has uh, NFL talent and guys who's made it to the next level. But I love the way Max Duggan is playing, completing 69% of his passes. I think he has, what, like 16 touchdowns to one, 19 touchdowns to one interception. So he's really playing a good, good brand of football right now. The running back is good. Quentin Johnson, their wide receiver, is big. It's going to be a pro. So I, I like this TCU team. Harry, do you believe that Clemson will go unscathed? And if you don't, does that open the door for Alabama? I think Clemson will go undefeated. Um, do I think if them and TCU go undefeated, do they deserve to get over, get in over t- uh, TCU? No, I don't. But if, t- if Clemson does not go undefeated, that does open the door 
for a team like Alabama. But you have an issue right now in the SEC is that you can potentially have three one-loss SEC schools. All three won't get in, but then you also go to the Big Ten. You can have an undefeated Ohio State or undefeated Michigan in a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Ohio State. Uh, I, the Pac-12, I was able to be out in Oregon last week. I just don't think they match up offensive line-wise and personnel with schools from the Big Ten, Big 12, and also teams in the SEC. So I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be able to represent the college football playoffs in a nice manner. And if they do make it in there, I think they're going to get thumped early on within the first game. So you have a lot of things that can go on right now, but teams who control their own destiny, if they can continue to just go undefeated, you don't have to worry about the what is. Harry Douglas, ladies and gentlemen, or as we refer to him on this show, Shemp, when one of the three Stooges is out, <laughs> Harry comes in usually in pinch hits, but he's on location right now, so it's just Jay and me with Key's voice. Shot to hell yesterday by the end of the show. HD, uh, tell my man Prime I said, what's up, man? I got you. Yeah, I'm about to go. I'm about to go check him out right now. Yeah, the great Deion Sanders. Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst from Jackson State, the location of college game day this week. Uh, and so where can we find you on Saturday, Harry? Countdown to College Game Day. It's on the ESPN app. It's 8.30 to 9 a.m. ESPN app, uh, YouTube, everything ESPN. And then we lead into, we do the lead, we lead into College Game Day. So look there forward to, to, to a great one this weekend, y'all. We'll see you soon, Harry. All right, do, fellas. Do, All right, do the Packers need to do more for Aaron Rodgers. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot we got to coach better, we got to play better, we got to execute better. If the guy you are designing plays for was not completing the catch, then I don't care who your quarterback is, it's going to be a struggle. I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Key, out today. We're playing a man down because by the end of yesterday's show, he sounded like Doc Rivers in the fourth quarter. Uh, James Harden, Joel and me, what are you doing? But, you know, off day today for him. And then you got both days of the weekend, so he's got that good 72-hour window. He'll be back on Monday, I'm sure. He missed a good one last night, though. I, you know, if there's anybody, sometimes you look forward to hearing Key's thoughts on Tom Brady. I know. Like, you know, of all the quarterbacks that we've heard Key play with, like, you see that, like, what, what he's doing now, he's like, it's probably reminiscent of some of the quarterbacks he played with. Meantime, Chiefs trade a conditional third. So I suppose it's a fourth that can turn into a third based on playing time, right, or whatever incentives. And a sixth rounder to the Giants for Kadarius Toney, who was a top 20 pick a couple years ago with Gettleman. Um, what do you think? What, was, what jumped out to you when you heard about that deal? It was just a life of luxury. I mean, I think the upside for the Chiefs for not giving up too much like, Kadarius Tony is special. Like, the talent, talent is special. Is special yeah. Now, new regime comes in with the Giants, doesn't really fit white. Do I like the way he's handled things? No, not so much. And when you hear things from Brian Dable about attitude or those kind of issues, it sends up a red flag for me. But as an ex-athlete, I also know who you're a coach by and if there's belief or if there's buy-in from that head coaching staff into who you are and the talent that you have, that can make a world of a difference. So Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy saying, hey, we see that talent. That talent could then be an abundance of luxuries for us, right, along with Valdez Scantlin and Travis Kelsey and Juju, some of the pieces that they have. Hardman. Hardman, I mean, just, like, it's a luxury. Well, right, I think that's the key, Jay. Just because you're an elite talent doesn't make you an elite player. But when the elite talent is asked to be an elite player, if it's just not in them for whatever reason, injury, attitude, whatever it is, you're asking too much, they're out of position, sort of. But when instead you go, we don't need you to carry our – you don't need to be a number one. We didn't draft you in the top 20. We just need you to be a complementary weapon that the defense has to account for on this team. Then that guy can really take off. And and maybe it's not a perfect comparison. I made the the analogy to – Andre Iguodala, when he first got to the league as a Sixers, high up first round pick. What was he, what was he drafted sixth or something? He was mm-hmm. drafted high up overall. And it was almost, he was miscast a bit as the leading scorer, right? <laughs> Damn straight on I the Warriors I that. did because, well, yeah. in, the clutch, anyway, he, in the clutch, he was clearly a, a better player don't than Steph tangent. back then. Okay. Anyway, um, the point is, I, I was completely justified in that. And I would stand by Mm-mm. it 100% to this Mm-mm. day. Back then, you'd rather have Iggy Don't taking go, a big shot let's stay on in football. the playoffs because he would hit them and Steph would miss them. Let's That's changed. Nope. Steph now hits them. Anyway, the point is, 
Iggy as the fourth or fifth best player on offense in your starting unit is a Hall of Famer, right? Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now he can play defense, complement your offense, hit a big shot, defend the best perimeter player on the other team, do all those kind of things. Oh, now he's great. Kadarius, oh, oh, Iggy's attitude's different than Tony's by all accounts, right? He has a championship mentality. But Kadarius Tony as just a complimentary weapon for Patrick Mahomes, oh, my God. Special. It, it's the only thing that leaves a slightly bad taste in your mouth or concern if you are a Chiefs fan is the way things went down with the Giants. It's similar to me, not saying talent-wise, but Elijah Moore with the Jets, right? While a team is winning and all of a sudden you start finding all these reasons, oh, I don't want to be there or there are hamstring issues or attitude issues, that's, it seems like How dare you, his you start becoming a problem, Yep. right? Like So they're winning in spite, but... I don't know if he was a problem there, Jay. Just they they weren't using the guy. He wasn't like they weren't using him. Yeah, but I mean, would you go against Brian Dable and the way he's built nope. this team? So that's what I'm saying. Even from the beginning, that's what I'm saying. Dable and and Shane and Dable, Shane Joe Shane, the GM, and Brian Dable, the head coach, who were in Buffalo, and and Dable obviously is an OC, come in with such goodwill to the Giants franchise. Because even though there was all that stuff about Brian Flores and everyone liked Flores, I would have been very happy with Flores. I was also very happy with the with Dable. They they picked the fruit off the Bills coaching tree and, and organizational tree and look at the success the Bills are having. So I think Giants fans were very much like, okay, let's see what they got. And going in, you know, for the first time in a long time, because Gettleman, he would make decisions and you go, Why do I feel like I know more than my GM? That should never be. Hmm. These guys came in, and whenever people would ask me, Jay, like, hey, what should the Giants do? I'm like, I, they got guys who know a lot more than I do running this team now, right? And so you feel like you're in good hands. When they drafted Wondell Robinson, right, you go, oh, they, but they got a guy like that, Kadarius. They didn't draft Kadarius, and it told you a lot. So you made a good point about it feels like the team is in the right hands with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. So now I would ask our audience and you, like, does it feel like the Packers are in the right hands with Brian Gutekunst? Because I'm seeing teams for cheap Fair make moves, right? Guys like Robbie Anderson, you know, on a cheap. Guys like Kadarius Tony on a cheap. Guys like Robert Quinn on a cheap to the Eagles, right? Where it's added luxury. And, and I get, like, what pieces are out there. But when Aaron Rodgers, it feels like, you know, has been asking for additional pieces for a very long time. That is the ongoing narrative with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And now you see them without Devontae Adams. You see them with a young wide receiving core where people aren't answering the bell. Guys aren't making the catches, right? Why haven't the Packers made a move it's to help Aaron Rodgers? Because you think Goodenkunst has a good track record. He's a good GM. But how much of that is because Aaron Rodgers is carrying so much of the load? Back-to-back MVPs. And f- more than that, Packer, the Packers are a national brand. When you really talk about America's team, in fact, the Packers really more than the Cowboys are America's team from this point of view. You know, back in the old days, Jay, in advertising, they, there used to be an expression, but does it play in Peoria? In other mm. words, it plays in New York, it plays in L.A., but does it play in Peoria? Because Peoria, from that neck of the woods, Green Bay, right? Um, the, 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 the kind of uh, uh, breakdown of the population, the demographics, were re- representative at one point in time of the broader society, right? So if it played in Peoria, that it would play across the country. The Packers, in that sense, have been America's team. They're the team of Vince Lombardi. They're right in the middle of the country. They have this the frozen tundra, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Bart Starr before that. And Packers fans might be sitting there going, you know what? 
good is not good enough for us. The way I feel about the Yankees with Brian Cashman, good against is okay. But he has not been able to pull the trigger on stuff that would put them over the top, and now they find themselves in this position. Big underdogs on the road this week. And think about this. Against the Bills. We have Tom Brady in real lifetime having a train wreck, right? It's a car accident everybody's rubbernecking for. And Aaron Rodgers, it will be that way after Sunday when they get blitzed up in Buffalo. By the way, are the Giants going to replace Kadarius with a big-time receiver now that they got the draft capital? Coming up. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.